This episode of the Patriots Post Game Show is presented by DraftKings. This is the Patriots Post Game Show. First down, yeah, touchdown. Dive to the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. With Hardy, Mike Dassault, and Paul Perillo. Hand off to Stevenson. Runs and left big hole across the 40. Cuts left at oh. the 45. Oh. And steamrolls the defender there. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500. Or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. I hope y'all keep that same energy for tonight, baby. Can't wait. <laughs> Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Well, the Patriots lose in Miami. Uh, they fall to 2-6 and six on the season after the 31-17 loss to the Dolphins. Welcome into the Patriots postgame show which is presented by DraftKings. It's Hardy Mike Dassault and Paul Perillo here with you on this Sunday afternoon. Taking your phone calls, 855-PATS-500. Email webradio at patriots.com. Your initial thoughts, please, Mike Dussault. Uh Kind of like crashing back to earth. Um, I think this is you know a lot more like the Patriots we've gotten to know over the last two years, certainly not the Patriots team uh, last week You know that was able to put together a drive with it all on the line. I mean, they got a good start. They had my key. You know, they're, they're up 7-0. Um, but that was when Miami just started to click and, you know, they could just never quite get out of their way or get that key stop or make that key play. Um, you know, the door was briefly open in the second half there with the, with the fumble. And, you know, you close it to 17-10 and, you know, Miami just turns around and, and drives the ball right down on the field from you. So, you know, I just I never really felt like they had a lot of answers from Miami. It just it felt kind of inevitable, um, you know, once it was 17-3 and, or 17-7 and that was it. I agree with Mike. I, I think the start, Hardy, was, um, you know, you you don't do anything offensively your first two drives, but you get the pick and you set up shop and you get the touchdown and you're sort of saying, okay, maybe, you know, they have Miami's offense a little bit. It, it looked to me like Tua was a little unsure of himself on the first drive or two. And after that, it was surgical. I thought he just carved him up the rest of the game and they, they really had no answers. And, um, I, I thought more so defensively, I think obviously you're playing against a really high powered offense. Um, I was really disappointed offensively. They just they had nothing today. They had nothing offensively throughout the game. Um, their you know ten of their points were off turnovers, and the last touchdown was you know fourth down play desperation down fourteen. I'm not saying the game was over then because if they came up with a stop, you know who knows. But uh, I I just felt just nothing really offensively today. After last week, I thought there was some optimism. 218 total yards today. Um, you know, one for nine on third down, just not good. Yep, not good. No, uh, and, and I Ma- and Mac, a uh, p- big part of that, not good today. No, and I and I think uh, you know, going into the game, we thought, all right, we will see what we can find out about these two teams today. Here, as we get to about the midway point of the season, and for all the hope that the Patriots had found something that they had clicked a a reset button that they had in fact started over, which. You know, the first game they, they had an opportunity to start over. They did not. It was the second game after starting over, the win over the Bills, where he thought, okay, maybe they did figure out a few things and they've changed things philosophically and they've found some new motivation. Uh, today looked like a regression, certainly on offense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Regression to the I mean. Totally agree. Yeah. So that's the offense that we saw the vast majority of the first seven games, or first six games. Right. Not, so. the, not the one we saw last week. All right, we'll get to your phone calls here and your emails, but we begin, as always, with the good, the bad, and the injured. Now it's time for the good. Pretty good. 
It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. The bad. Hey, what happened? And the injured. Ah. Ah. You are right, gay. Good, the bad, and the injured brought to you by the good players, the bad players and plays and the injured players and unfortunately there were a lot of them on both sides of the ball today but yeah. uh tough game yeah let's start with the goods um however you want to begin paul yeah. oh, you want me to, oh yeah me i to want start. you to okay. go first mr positive so I, I i actually do have a fair amount of of goods in this game i know it probably is surprising based on the way the game unfolded but i thought there were some individuals especially on defense yep. that yep. really flashed and i'll start with keon white yep uh, i i thought that he did a really good job setting the edge, being physical, uh, made some tackles in the backfield. He was a just a noticeable presence, I thought, in this game, uh, by far the most noticeable um, of his young career. I thought he was really physical and stout at yeah. the point of attack. Yeah, he, he was the best part of this game to me, just getting him back out there, seeing him make some plays, tackle for loss, drew a penalty, uh, had a pressure. Um, I just thought he was active. Interesting to me that he played a lot, Dietrich-wise. I'm, I'm not sure what the snap totals were, but – it seemed like White was in there a lot, and it seemed, I don't know if White was maybe banged up, or I'm sorry, if, if Wise was a little bit White. I can't talk right now. Wise was a little bit banged up, um, but I don't know. We'll see We'll see what, what kind of shakes out. But good to see him out there making plays, and, you know, as you get to a point where you're in a two-and-six season, now it's about, hey, let's see something out of some rookies, and, and that was one. All right. Um, I imagine that would have been right at the top of your good list, uh, Mike, but, you know, go down one or two. What else you got? <laughs> uh, Kyle Duggar, you know, um, we've yeah, been waiting we, for him. His best game of the year, too. Yeah, his best game, interception, a sack. Um, you know, I, I again, we got to look at the film, of course, Paul, as you know, um, but we'd like to see uh, if they're getting him more in the box a little bit, if they're making, um, you know, bringing Jalen Mills on a little bit and allowing him maybe to play a little bit more on the back end, just getting – Duggar a little bit more involved. I think that's a you know another good sign. But yeah. you know again, interesting player. Last year of his deal, what, what, you know, is anything going to possibly shake out for him over the next couple of days, or you know, is he is he going to be somebody who, I guess, is here for the end of till the end of the season? I'm not sure what will happen in the off season, but last year his deal, so something interesting to watch. Yeah, with I thought he made a couple of good open field tackles that he stopped for you know like right yeah. where he made the point of uh, contact. The the ball carrier did not get any additional yardage, and a couple of them were, you know, one on Smythe at the goal line. I know it was kind of meaningless because it <coughs> set up first and goal from inside the one, but um, they had a couple of really good uh, tackles there that I thought were uh, important, and uh, by far I thought it was his best game. I, I'm going to just, Hardy, before I let you go, just I'm going to jump on deuces uh, with that. That stretch early in the game where Duggar makes the pick, the play before that, Barmore makes the sack, and I thought that was just an example of stringing together some really effective defensive plays early on. That that sequence I had high on my good list too, but I agree with Mike. Uh, Duggar's best game, most active game of the year. Yep. Sorry. Uh, go ahead. No, it was done. very Monopoly. good. Um, I'll monopolize everything. No, I'll throw a couple of. I mean, there were the the offensive goods were few and far between, but there were a couple of individual plays or players. Um, Farrell Brown continues to be oh, this you know guy. That I didn't just, write him down, and yeah. I should have. I was a rant on that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. He was just – I mean, it was only two catches, on, but on two targets. And, again, he's just kind of this sneaky, deep-field threat uh, that he's popped up now a few times in this season. And I, I think he's a guy that deserves some credit for uh, coming up with a big play at, again at, at a timely moment there. So, um, 
in a in a day where there are very few offensive goods to point out, um, you know, get away from the defense here for a minute. Just give him some props. I like this one they're showing right here. I mean, the first one was kind of common for him, but this one, you know, cutting across the middle, some traffic. I mean, oh, I think he prevented interception. Yeah. yeah, he he was stronger and tougher in in traffic there. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. You know, Mike. could play a little bit different. I mean, you're used to seeing him kind of just like slip out on a play action, which I think is a little bit more like the first catch was. But uh, you know, in the, in this one, he's you know just showing a little bit more. Uh, ability to, of course, as Paul said, prevent an interception, but at least make a play, you know, kind of within, you know, running a route within the structure of the offense instead of just kind of catching them napping on a play action. Right. All right. What else you get on the good list there, Paul? More defense, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah, well, I had uh, Jelani Tavai. Uh, I thought he was fairly yeah. active in this game. That's I thought he one. made a couple of good plays in containment on Tua, and I thought that there was, uh, you know, got a hand on a pass in the passing lane, which was absolutely going to be a first down if he doesn't knock it down. So, I thought he was just active. I don't think it was a great game by him because I think he got caught out of position a few other times. And some of those runs was one that he slammed down and allowed Mostert to get around. But I thought he was active and made some plays. Yeah, I agree with you. I was also going to point, I think, on that third and 13 there in the second half that they got up out of there. I think he was the one who missed the tackle maybe too. On the screen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he had a couple of those. But but I agree. He um, he made some plays. And uh you know I think with Bentley out, he kind of was thrust into a little bit more oh, that's substantial a good, you role. Know what? He, 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 you're smart. <laughs> I didn't. You know what? I I know that obviously that Bentley was out, but I didn't even think that's probably why he was. Yeah, him more and noticeable. Him and Mac Wilson. Mac like Wilson they got definitely the played a, more. Yes, saw him make a play too. Um, this Giants Jets game is going to come down to a last second field goal, which is amazing. The they the Jets had it in the last minute uh, on a fourth and long and didn't get it, and uh, ended up getting sacked. And that they stopped the the Giants and forced a, a field goal, which the Giants missed. It looked like a short one. Yeah, too. it was a short field goal. They missed it, and now the Jets threw a couple of passes, and the Giants helped them out by going offside. So they got like a thirty yard completion, but the clock stopped because it was a penalty, and it allowed the Jets to get up there. Now they're it looks like they're inside the twenty, trying a field goal to to send it uh, into overtime with one second left. And uh, you wouldn't have thought that that was possible. No. Oh. Uh, what else to get on your good list there, Deuce? Um, I got Anthony Jennings again. Similar thing to Paul with Tavai. Uh, you know, he drew a hold. He had the fumble recovery, which he was just kind of, you know, Johnny on the spot with that one. So, you know, you don't want to give him all that credit. But, um, but you know, I think just another overall solid game. And I guess maybe what I'll do here is I'll tie him in. I, I thought the run defense overall w- was pretty good in this game. And, I mean, maybe it kind of highlights. I had run defense. Yeah, too, like yes. how much they struggled against the pass because they seem, you know, whenever they needed a big passing play, they seem seemingly were able to pick one up. Um, but I but I thought the run defense. I was just looking here at the average. I mean, they were only averaging three yards a carry. They had 26 carries. So you know, overall, I thought they did a good job containing Mostert. Um, you know, and, and and in theory, it's like, oh great. You know, we we shut down the run. Let's you know put some pressure on the passing game. It didn't matter. They yeah. were. They I were had able run to. defense on my list. The only thing I will say on a negative is that last drive they did a fair amount of productive running on and. Um, and that's when they, you, that's when it's all. Yeah, that's, that's you know, the real. They're run. up that's seven there at the end of the game, and you know Mostert. Like, I don't really care about the, you know, Tua had six carries for eight yards. Those are kneel downs. Like, I don't care about that. And that makes the numbers look better. But, you know, Mostert only had 13 for 46. But that last drive, he had some chunk runs. And Jeff Wilson had five for 23, you know, 4.6 a carry. So I don't think the run defense was a problem today. I thought it was really good. Yep. But I would but say needed it. maybe an A minus because of that last yeah. drive. Yeah, fair. If that makes sense. Fair. I mean, and that's uh, look at the Seahawks uh, throwback uniforms today too. We got oh, a lot Jake of throwbacks Bobo. today. Jake Bobo, another touchdown for Jake Bobo, Belmont's own. Yeah. Um, I'll go back to the offense here for a moment just to try and keep things balanced a little bit. Uh-huh. But uh, you I know, had one guy on offense too. I'm curious to see if you have the same guy. 
based on the way he played, and it wasn't. It doesn't show up in the production because the I rushing think you yards. Got the same guy. <laughs> the rushing yards ended up being almost identical to Miami today. But Ramondre Stevenson, I thought, so, played a very tough game. Yeah, I don't think he could have possibly gotten another yard in that game. Yeah. Every yard he he maximized every carry, um, and the numbers don't have anything. It's ten for thirty nine, but I couldn't agree more with Hardy. I thought he ran really hard. That was the Ramondre of last season. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he, you know, maybe of everybody, he was able to carry over a little bit of momentum. Seems like he. He did a little bit of that. That one run he had uh, where he was break. Yeah, this one, well, stopped a little short here. Yeah. But, again, to Paul's point, you know, he's meeting four guys at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, this, yeah. I mean, he even it's this like, one he breaks right, a you, tackle. You broke one. And now he has three, three other guys three. coming. But there was a couple uh, couple of runs that he was getting hit in the backfield and squirting through for like five, like four or five-yard yeah. runs that don't necessarily pop off the, the page at you. But I, I thought he ran really hard today. Yeah, this yeah, was, that's this one was right a, yeah, there. I mean, one right that's here. just like a six or seven yard run. But it, I mean, he's hitting the backfield. He runs into Trent Brown. I don't know Anthony Tr- Munoz Trent. Uh, in the <laughs> backfield facing the wrong way. Um, I don't know. I, I shouldn't get snarky. No, but <laughs> running into Trent Brown should be enough to put you in traction for a week. Yeah, and instead, here, this he, was that was a good those, one too. Like, didn't that just say like that's like twenty twenty two? That's Ramondre right. Stevenson. Save our offense. And I don't want to yeah. get lost. Listen, they didn't. Hardy's right. You know. 10 for 39 is nothing to write home about, but I just thought he got some tough yards today. Yep. All right. Um, what else he got, Paul? Oh. Still on goods. Well, I did have um, – you're going to laugh at me. Um, I thought the Barringer punt that they were able to down at the four-yard line could have been a big play. Unfortunately, the defense didn't hold up its end of the bargain. You know, you're down two scores. You're looking for a spark. You have to punt. Your offense is doing nothing. What you need there – is a three and out, and and maybe you get good field position. Instead, the defense allowed them to take that ball off of that uh, punt that Barringer uh, gets has downed at the four yard line, and they drove about forty yards on that on that drive. Um, and one of them was the aforementioned play by Ahmed, I think. Uh, Ahmad. Ahmel. Ahwell. 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 Foley. Foley. By the way, I watched that the other day. It kind of holds, holds up. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, saw I was it. waiting for something really inappropriate. No, it really I got, wasn't. I caught a good chunk of it the um, other day, too. It holds up. So, to, to Mike's point, they miss on that third, you know, the screen, the one that they picked up the flag, which I don't really get the whole illegal man downfield thing anymore. Well, now, neither I, do I, they, apparently. I think, <laughs> yes. I think they're having a hard time sort of uh, adjudicating it. I, I don't know if the referees know exactly what it is. I think you can make an argument like David Andrews last week when they picked that one up. He was probably cl- like within a, a yard of the offensive line, um, the line of scrimmage rather, when the ball is thrown. I, I I don't really know. Like, I don't know what they're looking at, but I think that we could. I mean, Patriots fans probably won't agree with this this week. They certainly did last week, but I think it's a better like this play standing to me is a better result. Right. And the Ramondre Stevenson thirty-four yard screen last week, I think, was a better result than. Some lineman is downfield, not really even doing anything on the play. You know, yeah, not impacting the play whatsoever. I agree. But but that drive, I thought the Barringer punt, getting it down at the four was could have been a sneaky big play uh, if the defense had not missed that tackle. Would you like? And you're to right. Ta- it was Tavai, Mike. They just showed. Yeah. It. Yeah. Okay. Would you, uh, Paul? Would you like to take this opportunity to speak on Barringer's outstanding rookie season? Uh, just right. a few words. So, uh, like, uh, uh, we'll get to the bad list later. The announcers <laughs> were on the bad list. The announcers <laughs> said about ten things today. Just like it's not opinion based. <laughs> it's facts that were just wrong. 
and that was one of them. We're like 28th in the league in punting. And he's talking about how great this year has been for the punter. Well, because two weeks ago he had some nice punts. Did he? Yes. Long punts. Yeah, but did they go in the end zone? I, I, no, I don't think so. Okay. To be fair. Anyway, 10 points off turnovers, um, you know, was a, you know, yeah. good, especially the first one, you get seven. The second one, not so much. It was the, the pick three that Hardy likes to talk about. It was actually a, a fumble three. Yeah, that was a fumble three. But um, Still trademark. And I had Kendrick Bourne's crossing route. That was beautiful. Yeah. The touchdown, Kendrick yeah. Bourne's touchdown. Yeah. Do you you guys ask have me any, for another one. Anything? Nothing? Yeah. Uh, I was gonna just. I'm in the individual play push. Yeah. No. And I and I had Barmore down initially for that sack, but then I he had, was kind of disappeared. He and was I'm my. Not sure. He wow. was my oh, first. You down on my guy? I know. I, I liked him, but I just. Where did he go? Oh, Deuce, did I didn't go? see him first again until he was down, yelling at everybody on the sideline. First thing I wrote down on the good list was Barmore after the sack, and then yeah. after that, I, there were no other check marks no. next to it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. Wow. I'm we, sp- and I'm spent. Uh, now we move not, on. Not surprisingly, most of the stuff we talked about was defense related, and and not not that they were great on defense. They gave up 31. I just feel like that's a really good offense. Yeah. They're supposed to play. They're supposed to get. That's 31 like I on think you. probably the second or third lowest point total they've had in a win. I think it's the second most points they've scored in a win this year. It's at least second most. No. Second at least. Least. <laughs> The, uh, that was re- one of the other things that the announcers did Correct. today. Oh my god! That's what we're doing. That's what we're riffing on. Okay, I, 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 I <laughs> totally, I totally spaced on that for a second. But it was the, uh, it was the number of sacks. What? Yeah. What uh, th- do you remember what it was? No. Four, oh, that's. Um, I forget who they were talking about, but that was his fourth sack in two plus oh, weeks. Oh, two plus weeks. The last like, two what? plus weeks. Well, t- is that the whole season? It's the, it, it, we is that like four sack in eight last, weeks? How about the last three games? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he struggled. He had I one on Wednesday, too, that Sparrow, they unofficially Sparrow gave. struggled. All right. Uh, Sparrow. On to the bads. On Paul, to the you're bads. up first. Okay. Um, just, I, I thought the, the, the second, again, I know that they had a tall task today, but the secondary had more guys just flying open today. They had a really good start. I thought the first two drives, they, they were sort of uh, confusing Tua and flooding zones, but much like the game here, Mike, I think Tua just said, okay, if you want to take that away, we'll do it a different way. Um, I'll, I'll just individually, I'll say J.C. Jackson. Yeah. I, I thought he was out of position virtually all day. Um, I don't know what he's thinking about trying to come up while he's um, involved in a bracket coverage with, with Tyreek Hill, but he comes up, bites from the play action, and then Marte Marpu, uh, okay, you know what, Mike? This is going to be a week I'm not going to lament the lack of playing time for Marpu because he's got to be involved in this play here and show more urgency than that. That is as easy a pitch and catch. Those are the plays that the Patriots pride themselves on not allowing, and this was as easy as it could get, and I really think this was like sort of a big exhale for Miami because they were kind of like, mm-hmm. we didn't play great offensively last week. We had a punt on our first drive. We got a pick on our second drive. What are we doing? Just in ter- And this is as easy as it can get. In terms of like a fundamental standpoint, what is J.C. Jackson doing taking a step toward the line of it scrimmage? It was over right there. I mean, I mean and, and Tua couldn't get the ball out fast enough when he saw it. Like, right. You just see that step, and you're like, it's over. He stepped toward Tyreek Hill. Boom, done. And it's, okay, plays, he's going to be open. He's going to be open in the end zone. Can you get him the ball? And then and he, he, he has the P.I. in the end zone, which I think was holding, not P.I. Yeah. But, I mean, nonetheless, it's, it's he's grabbing a shirt, which is going to get called more often than not. I know a lot of Patriots fans were upset about that. Um, he, he, he let So Waddle gets open on second and long, 
and drops a pass right in front of him. The next play, he just beats him like a rented mule and, and gets open, and then he came over with a, what I thought was a dirty helmet-to-helmet hit, um, didn't get called, and then he gave up the touchdown to Cedric Wilson. I thought he had a tough day, yep. period. Yep. Just a tough day overall. All right, Deuce, what do you got? I, you know, I'm struggling really to in, to individually pick out somebody on the offense to really pick because I just thought everybody was blah today. Um, you know, I guess I can just say Mac. Um, you know, I just don't think overall the offense – I mean, I, it may be more appropriate to put it on, on Billy O and just the offense overall. Just don't think they had a great plan today. It didn't seem like they ever really found any rhythm. Um, you know, they made a couple plays here and there, but overall I just think it was – you know, a, a Mac Jones performance, 16 to 29. I mean, you complete a lot of passes, but 161 yards. We had the interception too, which I just, I'm not oh. sure how he made that play. And, and he could have had four today. Yeah, we, easy. We, I thought he was affected by rush early in the game. That really wasn't there. I, I thought he held the ball a little I mean, bit too time, long time. at time. Look at the throws off bad. the back foot. Um, this was bad this Mac one, again. Today. Time, time, time. Um, and th- like that to me, I mean that. That play ends the game. Like, you have a chance to get points at the end of the half yep. and close it out, and at worst, you go in down 14-10. And this is just that, you know, you just get baited by a good player, and you'd make a terrible throw. Terrible but, throw, terrible decision. Yep. By the way, back to J.C. Jackson for a second. I guess in the locker room afterward, he told Evan Lazar, felt like the DPI in the end zone was a close call, wanted to play his game and be physical. Refs thought it rose to the level of, uh, DPI Jackson also said the Pats were in quarters on Hill's touchdown and called it quote bad eyes reacting to the backfield action. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So there, it's amazing. Somebody can watch the game and don't need all <laughs> twenty-two. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. What do you got, Hardy? You haven't um, had one yet, have you? No, I mean uh, honestly, talking mostly about Mac and the in you know what we expected out of him today, and I think this is it's another one by Mac. Oh. Ooh. Ooh, close, Booby. And, you know, we love nothing more than to say I told you so. And as we were watching it, I kind of felt like something brewing with Mac as they were getting closer to the end zone. I'm like, it feels like, you know, you Ma- you called Mac might, be do, might do something here to derail them. And two plays later, I think he threw the pick. So um, I just – I still believe that he has enough in him to to – continue throughout the season and he's going to be your quarterback for the season and he could still even be in the room at some point next year but I'm becoming less and less confident that he can be the guy or even a guy for you going forward it's, it's I just yeah. I, I don't feel like he sees things well enough reacts well enough and has uh, enough sense of everything going on around him to rise to the level of what you need out of a starting quarterback week in and week out in the NFL. I mean, even before last week, I still felt like, you know, most likely odds are that he's you know going to be back and he'll be the quarterback here next year. But I mean, really after this game, I'm just starting to wonder if, if Mac's going to allow it, you know, like, is he, I think he can play well enough to get a chance at it, but the way he's played in these losses, it makes me wonder if he's going to just kill himself in terms of having, even getting that chance because just the mistakes, you know, it's like, it's like, it's two, it's not even two steps forward. It's, you know, one step forward, two steps back, you know, a quarter step forward, a half step back, you know, like it's just, he's always doing a little bit more negative to offset whatever positive kind of things he's doing throughout the game. And then you just come away with this Mac turnovers is like the first thing on your mind of, you know, and as Paul said, 
it's it's not just the turnover itself it's the situation and it's where you know you're talking about a point in the game where all right it's it's you know kind of hanging in the balance you can you can go in halftime 14 14 or for the you know fourth straight loss you're going to give up 17 points in the first half to the dolphins and be looking up at a two two score deficit and you know that's what it became and that's what we've seen against these Dolphins the last three times they've lost to them. So, you know, in that way, it just it felt exactly the same. But I, I just I wonder if Mac is going to be able to limit the mistakes enough to give himself a chance. Yeah, right. I mean, 17-7, it may have been over. If you could have gotten it to 17-14, then it's, a, you know, it's more of an interesting game. But you had to settle for a field goal Huge. because on the third and five, Mac missed a wide-open Parker. Now, if he had just thrown it to him and caught it, I don't know if it's a first down. But I think you go for it. I was going to say it might have put you in a situation like the Dolphins were consistently. It was you got chunks on third down, not quite enough, and you kind of got very makeable fourth down situations. He would have had easily four yards on that completion. He just missed him. He missed him going across the middle. They had to sell for the field goal, and you know, that's, then it's. I think that's a great one on the bad list. Yeah. That that fumble three was huge, and it was a. A big play uh, not made by Mac. Yeah. So uh, that there would was be like tons of snow in this Denver game. But yeah, what happened to the snow? Pristine. Taylor Swift arrived and it oh. all melted because she's so hot. Oh, nice. I don't know. Nice. Sorry. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah. There. I don't yeah. know. Do you think she? Yeah. No, a, I don't think she's hot. Okay. I think she's attractive. I think I, I, I don't think, think she's, she's unattractive. I think supremely she's, talented. That makes oh. her very attractive. Yeah. But, I know, th- conventional, but, just like girl but walking I think down she's the street. pretty. I just don't think she's like. Yeah, yeah sure. It's probably not an her talent makes her. Does the not amount an appropriate of money that she has uh, add to her attractiveness? And to me, the answer is a yes. <laughs> and it works for men too. Like if I knew that rich, uh, that uh, that uh, rich, if I knew that uh, Deuce was rich, like, and I mean like rich, yeah. rich, hundreds oh, of millions of dollars. You'd, you'd, you'd respect it. me a little bit more. Oh, I know. I would think you were very attractive. <laughs> I'm like, God, that Deuce. Yeah, he's got a lot of money, but he's a good-looking <laughs> guy too. That's how my brain works. Oh, money. Jets, Jets squeaked by thing. in overtime. I thought he hooked the field Jets. goal. He just made it. Four and three. So what do you think? Fourth? I let, mean, uh, first and, let that sink first and in. ten at the 15. The Jets in overtime. They kicked the field goal on first down. I would have maybe, you know. Maybe extra points get missed, guy. When you're the Jets, you got a lot of, lot, lot Watch, of, he just makes a lot of different demons to, to work it's out. Pushing, it's pushing. It's pushing. Oh, boy. Oof. He just snuck that inside the upright. Uh, I got another one. Um, I know he came back in, but Cole Strange. Um, oh, that's a good he, one, Deuce. I uh, thought he was in the midst of uh, quite a few pressures today. Okay. So I noticed him a lot of just, you know, the chaos is coming towards Mac, and you see Cole Strange kind of like, oh, crap, reaching, trying to, you know, prevent his guy from getting there. I know he was pulled for a little bit, um, but, you know, he came off the injury report this week, and, you know, I don't want to, like, hold that against him too much, but he got injured, whatever it was, a few, few minutes into p- first pads of the summer. Uh, he's been battling this thing ever since he came off this week. Was hoping, you know, maybe he's he's turning a corner. He's going to start to put some solid play together, and he's still, you know, getting lifted for for these rookies. So um, it's just a real concerning situation, I think, with with Cole Strange and you know that pick to to not hit at that position. It's just a, a huge blow to the team right now. And you know, I continue to hope that that you know he can turn it around and I mean it's not a great place to be in when you're an undersized guy and you hurt your knee in training camp and your biggest problem coming into this year was you can't handle big guys in power and now you're trying to do it with a bum knee so I I do you know give him a little bit of 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 allowance for that but at the same time it just hasn't been good enough and he's been you know part of the problem when you need him to really be one of the foundational pieces and and it just doesn't even look close to being to that point yet 
I think that's a good one, Mike. Um, I also had, um, where is the one I want to look for here? Oops. Oh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I, I thought um, bad fumble in in the first half. Good, good play to not have it turn well, into a turnover. He probably prevented it from being a turnover. You are correct. But just loose with the ball, mm. bad fumble. <laughs> this is a couple of fumbles now in limited touches. He doesn't yeah. touch the ball like everybody else, you know, like yep. Stevenson usually. Um, but there's no repercussions there. You know, where's the, the consistency? He gets the ball in the very next play. Right? Uh, it's just something that kind of annoys me. No, Mario Douglas is consistently shown to be one of your better playmakers, and he got, like, banished for like three weeks yeah and by the way i don't know if we mentioned demario douglas on our good list when we were talking about it yeah i don't know if he belonged there i don't know if he belongs there either but he is still one of the reasons to watch yep <laughs> yeah well yes. put yeah <laughs> like he averaged Absolutely. five yards of catch and was kind of electrifying and doing so <laughs> <laughs> crazy right you know those, those are juju numbers five for 25 <laughs> and 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 his long was seven no I take that back. His long was 13. 13. <laughs> like, so nothing crazy, but they look like catches that are going to go for six well, that end up going right. for eight or nine. And the 13 was like a six-yard catch that he stopped in a dime and cut back the other way. There it that is. That might be it. There yeah. it is. We're wow. so good. We're just, we're so good. Do we have talented people in that, well, in that room? So good. We're just so starved for somebody with some wiggle to their game at the receiver position, and that's that's what it is. He just he yeah. stands out. He stands alone because he looks like an NFL receiver You know, who's an NFL-quality athlete that you know can make people miss and stop and start on a dime. And No, no question. I, I mean, I – just not enough volume, I don't think, and he didn't really make much of a difference. But no question, I mean, he's he's doing things that we haven't seen in this offense for since probably Edelman was here. Yeah. Any other bads before we get to the lengthy injured list? No, I, I don't know. I think we I think we nailed it. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I got everything. Okay. All right. So special teams again, not not great today. Get oh a no. Twelve yard punt return. No. Yeah, a touchback uh, on the first punt of the day. Yeah, not not good again. Penalty. Oh, right, the, the, the penalty on the first punt of the day from your, uh, you know, overly coached uh, special teams. Yeah. They have three three coaches on special teams. Yeah, overcoached. <laughs> o- overcoached. That's the problem. It's a great phrase. Um, how about the— You uh, overcoached. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too much. Tone it down. Um, so we got Bentley. Bentley left with a hamstring, did not return. Never so returned. That's um, yep, that's on torn hamstring. That, that, that yeah. would be bye-bye for a while. Miles um, Bryant holding he's, his knee. He came did back return. In, though. Though. Yeah, he did, he did return. I don't know what that. Maybe he just banged it. Um, had some pain, but was able to get back in. Parker looked like he got concussed. He left, did not return, and uh, and we'll all wait to see on Kendrick Bourne. He potentially uh, that did not look good. No, it did not look good. Kendrick Bourne was knee, and they announced him as out immediately. Um, that was not not good. Uh, the Parker play. Do we want to touch on that? I'm sure we will when we start taking calls and emails here. The the play where he got injured. Got drilled. <laughs> yeah, no, I think is, they missed that one. This is a close one, and <laughs> I don't know that it's close. Well, he because he hit him under the the chin. I've seen that called more often than not. That's, I'll, I'll tell you what I would would have a, an argument with is the way he drills him to the ground right there. That's a penalty to me. Um, now I got to be honest with you. I would rather have my league not have that tackle be a penalty, but it's often a penalty. I think they missed one there. I think I think Hardy's right. All right, let's get to the phones here. Um, 855-PATS-500, web radio at patriots.com. This episode of the Patriots postgame show 
is presented by DraftKings. And to lead us off, we go to Justin in Kansas City. What's going on, Justin? Hey, fellas. How we doing? Hey, Justin. Hey, so, like, I don't really care to play the blame game on who it is, but, like, I'm done with the Mac Jones and Bill Belichick marriage because it just seems like – like I don't think I don't think Mac Jones is a franchise guy, but for the type of guy he is, he should be getting like the Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins treatment. If you want him to be like anything, you see what I'm saying? Let alone be like good or great. But if you want him to play like starter caliber, he needs like the number one wide receiver, the number one running back, number one tight end, X, Y, and Z, for him to even be like good or even decent or even be like top fifteen. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. with Bill Belichick. I hear a lot of people say, like, we'll just get a general manager in there. I don't think after decades, like, I mean with the capital D, decades, that Bill Belichick is just going to suddenly let a guy come in here and, like, yep. make the general management decisions and coach around that. No you way. see what I'm saying? Like, I don't, yep. I don't see it. He might budge on certain things. Like, he might, he might give you, um, like, he might humor you for a little bit on certain things, but, like, the overall philosophy is kind of what I'm getting at. Oh, no, I am with you, and I'm out of the prediction business for the most part, but let's just say I would be shocked if um, Bill Belichick agreed to some kind of an arrangement going forward where he was no longer in charge of personnel and he was just coaching up the team. So There's no way. And and plus, like also, too, I don't think people mention, like, if you let somebody come do that, how long is it going to take them to get their, their team in place for Bill to coach, you know? So... I don't know. It just doesn't seem like, oh, you have one guy come in one year, he brings in all, like, you know, his 12 or 15 new players, and then, boom, magic happens now. Put him under Bill. Right, right. Um, Eric in New Jersey on the Patriots postgame show. Hi, Eric. Hey, how we doing, fellas? Good. Um, there. Another week, um, Bill constantly, you know, outmatched uh, Mr. McDaniels over there on the other side. Uh, I mean, what do you guys see that it that just seems to be the – I mean – I know they got two stud athletes. He held them in check last time. You know, they still had the game in control. This time they ran wild. Uh, you know, you kind of build this team. You kind of know what the pieces that they, they brought in. Obviously, Gonzo didn't play today, but, you know, Mapu, um, obviously young guys. But, you know, you assured the, um, your secondary, you know, you had J.C. JC Jackson Jones was there. Um, and it's still, it's still not enough to compete with these guys in itself. You know, it's just levels. And, you know, obviously with Mac on that side, you know, he's going to have to compete with points on the board. And it's just not there. And it's just, I don't think it's going to happen. And um, I don't know. What do you guys see from there? And I'll take it off the line. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, this is who, this is the Patriots team that we watched today. I mean, this is what they are now. Like, this is what the team you've seen for the last two years. I mean, you know, we can talk about Matt Patricia and Bill O'Brien and motion and, you know, all kinds of things. But at the end of the day, it's the same, the t- same team, same games, same kind of scores. You know, they come out even when they get a lead now, you know, which was great. It, you know, it still doesn't really matter because they just can't make enough plays to stay competitive for the whole game. And, you know, and then it seems like every game they kind of have a chance where the windows open a little bit. You know, you're down by a score. Hey, let's just get a stop. You know, and they just they can't make those plays, you know, 99 out of 100 times. And last week was, you know, one of those one out of 100 that, you know, it all kind of went well and they were able to execute at the end. And, you know, credit to them. But. I think every anybody who watched last week's game knew how they needed everything kind of to go right, and it did, and they made the plays. But I don't know if any if I had the confidence that oh, just because they did it this one time means they're doing it now every time they get the chance. And this week was just kind of back to what we expected and what we've seen. Yeah, did you think that Bill was like obviously out coached today by Mike McDaniel? 
I thought McDaniel. Kind of. I thought McDaniel did a fine coaching job today, especially dealing with the injuries. Uh, but I didn't think it was anything remarkable or anything yeah. that was, you know, standoutish. Yeah. But Bill didn't do anything either. So right. now you got I, I now you got they... an equal on the other side. Mike McDaniel is. Uh, doing the same or maybe a little bit better job than Bill. I thought they consistently found ways to move the ball in different ways than they intended to at the start of the game. You know, like they didn't run the ball, they weren't able to just throw the balls yeah. in those quick, quick uh, hitting in cuts all day. So they started to find the tight end a little bit, who's not a huge part of their passing game. And then they started making some other plays, and that opened up other stuff. And then eventually the talent just won out, and, yeah. and it was Hill and Waddle. Because they're really good players. I don't put a lot on the defense in this game. I don't think the defense played well. I'm not trying to give them a pass. They gave up almost 400 yards. To me, there was the same performances. Yeah. The only difference is the two field goals they missed. There would have been 30 in that game and 31 in this one. Um, but it's a really good offense. You need support from your offense to play against these teams. Last week, they got it. They played against a good offense last week. 25 points is not any stellar defensive performance. And again, with another missed field goal last week. But you were able to win the game because your offense supported your defense. And you didn't just let the other team, you know, have its way. I think Mike made a really good point. You cut it to, to 24-17 there, and you're like, okay, it's probably not going to happen here because now we're going to have to probably stop him still twice more. You stop him there, and Matt goes down and scores. It's tied. You still got to stop him. Yep. Well, you're probably going to lose, you know, 27-24, uh, but you couldn't come up with that stop, even the first stop. I thought right. the defense was on its heels most of the day. I don't really blame them. They're not as good as the offense they played. Yeah. I, guess, I guess that's really where I end up. And, you know, it's to me, when you asked that question, Hardy, I was like, I think – this was established in the offseason, you know, like this is established by Miami's scheme, by Miami's talent. And, you know, they just can, like Paul said, they continued to go to what they didn't necessarily plan they were going to. What's the matter? Oh, nothing. Yeah. I'm, just, uh, oh, I'm did, just, did Mahomes just run for a first down? I want yeah, to down. Yeah, it's just, you know, nothing there and nothing there and nothing there and nowhere to run. And all of a sudden he's got it. I'm running. He's got it. Me, me. I'm running. I'm running. <laughs> I was running. <laughs> oh, God. Look at, I mean, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. I'm going to go over here. Oh, <laughs> He's so sneaky. It would probably just help he yeah, runs, if uh, like Browning like... there from uh, <laughs> oh, so from Denver actually decided to tackle him and just, you know, oh, gave him the old lay as he went by. But all right. That red zone. Sorry. Oh, red zone, Hardy. You don't have your own song. No, 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 no. I'll make one. Christian in L.A. Hi, Christian. Hey, you guys. Happy football Sunday. Um, oh, yeah, an, another loss. Uh, but, hey, first first and foremost, we don't have to worry about tanking. The league will take care of that for us, right? Does the league second want us to have a first or second round pick? Secondly. What, 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 I, wait, wait, wait. Can you stick with your first one and yeah. explain that to what me? What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, that means that we don't have to purposely tank. We're just going to lose. The league is going to keep picking our ass. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. oh, I thought you meant the, when you said right. the league. I I take like that as the, Goodell's out to screw us. Right, right, right. Okay, I get. I get. Or your, out to help us. I get your point now. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Right, we don't have to worry about tanking. So that that's the first second point, and most importantly, is since the beginning of the season, I've heard you guys, and really since the beginning of his career, I've heard you guys talk about Mac, and what it sounds like to me, what it amounts to, is that you guys think Mac Jones is good enough to be a quarterback in this league, and I agree with you. The problem is. This is not a good enough league. This is a great elite league if you want to be a winning fan. You know, in the NFL, 
And what I don't want to see is, and I'm not coming from the place of being a spoiled Patriots Super Bowl winning you know, team with Tom Brady. I'm coming from the perspective of being a student of the game. And I've seen year after year of teams stuck in the middle because they're afraid to pull the trigger on the quarterback they have not knowing what's out there. So they get stuck with good enough. And I don't want to see us Patriots fans have to get used to good enough. I don't want to see Bill Belichick trickle in a few wins here and there over the next couple of years until we have to inevitably get rid of him. Good enough is not good enough. Yep. Well, Christian, I think I think you make an interesting point on Mac because it was one of those games that you know he didn't play well and you know it seemed like a bit of a regression. But it reminded me of a lot of the games we watched last year where I said, you know, they're not terrible. They're not a joke of a football team. They're just not good enough to beat a, a good team. And when I say Mac, you know, being a, a quarterback in the NFL, there are a lot of quarterbacks who are quarterbacking bottom third teams or serving as backups in other teams and end up getting a lot of reps because, you know, the league is injured now. You know, there's so many quarterbacks going down today alone. It looks like Kirk Cousins left the game for Minnesota. So, I mean, he, to me, Mac would be like the perfect guy to be a backup in Minnesota and go, you know, be a placeholder for a couple of games. Stuff like that, yes. He could do that. Is is that what you should uh, be striving for? You know, is that no. or is it okay to be a little more ambitious than that as a fan and as somebody who's actually selecting the players for this team to, you know, shoot for a little bit more than uh, adequate for uh, uh, some quarterbacking in the NFL? That's who you're going to go with? Yeah. No, it can't. You no. can't. But it's also fluid, you know, and it's a young kid, and it's he's in his third year, and, you know, like, you don't – just because that's what he's been, you know, his first year and a half, you know, and what he was last year didn't, you know, necessarily mean coming into this year that that's what he was. I think you're always – all right, well, maybe if some things are a little better, maybe he can actually get to that. Going you know, into this year, level. yes. Aren't you starting but, to get the feeling, though, that it's yeah. not going to get well, tons better than I what mean, we see? To be honest, I've always I've had that feeling since last year, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But, you know, I just I feel like you got to be fair, and you don't want to just write somebody off, especially when there were a lot of different things, you know, going on. Um, but like I said earlier, I mean, I you know, I said at the top of the show, I still, you know, feel like, you know, generally that, that he's going to get a chance next year. I don't know what form that's going to be in. But again, if he can't stop making the mistakes, if he can't stop turning the ball over, then I just think that that might that's all bets are off, you know, because I don't think that 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 is being able to play in the league if you're consistently turning the ball over like he does. Yeah. Uh, Tracy in Boston on the Patriots post game. What's going on, Tracy? I just want to say right now, the Patriots are like a used car dealer with a bunch of old cars, and the uh, the dealers trying to convince us that the cars are good. These other teams are more like Herb Chambers, <laughs> and I don't know between uh, Joe Biden and Bill Belichick. I, I don't know right now. Right. Wow, good call. <laughs> that one really uh, got uh, got real. What happened to Joe Biden? I, does Herb, what does Herb Chambers have to do with anything? I, I, I don't know what happened. I've lost time for a moment. Uh, you know what? Let's get to some emails instead. Oh, Are you going to read them uh, theatrically? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to read them with passion Engage. and enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. And, yeah, and some dramatics. Um, refs won the game. Oh. From for, Nick in Tucson. For who? Well, who won the game? <laughs> oh. I, I think the refs he, had so little to do with that game, I didn't know which game he was talking okay. about. Okay. <laughs> well, I assume he's saying that 
The refs won the game for the Miami Dolphins. Okay. He says, that was one of the worst officiated games I've ever watched. I didn't even care what the score was. That was a bad, bad product from the NFL. Well, that makes sense if you didn't care what the score was, because if you think the officials had something to do with the outcome of the game, that would explain it. Nick goes on to say, in week two, I gave credit to the Dolphins. I will not extend them that respect this week. Based on what? The refs. Oh, it was the same email. Okay, same I thought, email. I thought when you said Nick says, oh, no. I thought it was a different no. email. No, no. I'm just reiterating. Yeah, um, I I thought it was holding in the end zone on J.C. Jackson, not pass interference, so that's a, probably a difference of a yard. I thought the refs were worse last week. Oh, the refs were atrocious in last week's game for both teams. Yes. See, that's like me. I think the refs stink. Yeah. <laughs> I think the refs stink every game. I've never – I've become young to it. I'm, Mike, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm Mike immune roll, to it Mike right rolls now. his eyes at me, and he is absolutely <laughs> in the right to do so because I complain on every call. I think the calls are terrible. Um there was helmet-to-helmet hits in this game all over the field. None of them were called. I don't know why, but I, don't, but I also – the difference between me and others is I don't just focus on the Devontae Parker hit. I look at J.C. Jackson jumping in the air, putting his two arms down, and headbutting Jalen Waddell. And, to Mike's, and, Mike, you make a good point. Who has already missed time this year with concussions? Yeah. Like, is that part of the game plan? Let's see if we can get a helmet shot in. No call. Patriots yeah. were called uh, uh, seven penalties, calling them for forty-five yards. It doesn't feel like a game-changing amount of I'm like just... and three for tw- three for twenty-five for the Dolphins. So there was a disparity. Patriots were flagged. Right, it wasn't more ten than... to nothing like last no. week for Miami. I just am immune to it, and I feel like every oh, these illegal men downfield are becoming an adventure every time. Now. I don't like, know you what don't that know is. They're I, calling it. They're not calling it. They're picking I can't them tell up. you if that's a good call or up. bad call. I can just tell you I, I like it better that they picked the ones la- the one up. Let I'm very consistent. Jim- Last week there was a, the play of the game on the game winning touchdown drive was a flag that they picked up on David Andrews. I liked that call and I liked this one. Jim- very, it doesn't matter who it's for. I like it when they take the ticky tack penalties out of the game right jim murray said this a week or two ago in felgram as he said it seems like a mandate from the league at the beginning yeah. of the year start calling these down illegal downfield illegal downfield and so they're calling it a lot and then they're going upstairs and saying now pick that up like they forget to tell the the guys upstairs that it's a mandate from the league this year i don't know what they're doing i don't know yeah um, back to the phones here. Eldred in North Carolina, Patriots post game. This episode presented by DraftKings. Eldred, what's going on? Hey, fellas, how y'all doing today? Uh, excellent. How are you, Eldred? So good. Uh, finna drink the, the rest of my Hennessy up, and then maybe I feel better about it in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you like with your Hennessy? And by the way, Eldred, the 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 mm-hmm. only acceptable answer is more Hennessy. But I know some people do mix it. Yeah, I mix mine. I can't drink it straight. Okay. And, uh, uh, I mix it with Coke. Okay. You know. All right. I just, yeah, I mix it with Coke. I've I've had that too. It's Dang. deliciously sweet. Dangerous. Twenty five years ago, but yeah, all right. Okay. Twenty five years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'm like some of the other callers, Deuce. Yeah. We just slow as hell. <laughs> and I hope uh, I hope we do uh, get a quarterback next year, uh, Matt, with that weak arm. Uh, what, what, what my boy called him, Pop Gun Mac. You know, Pop Gun. <laughs> that's all he is. He can't. He ain't got no zip on it, no nothing. And and we can't win like that. I'm sorry, man. Uh, they said Brady had a weak arm, but 
Brady never had a weak arm, you know, when he first started. If he did, he got better at it quickly. But I, I, this guy, I, I'm just, no. <laughs> we ain't going as far as, as Matt Jones back there. I'm sorry. Well, I don't, who you put around. I don't know if the arm I, is I weak or just the, uh, of just, you know, the way he's throwing it. But Paul mentioned while we were watching it that he had floated a couple earlier in the game, and it was only a matter of time. There was a like a seven-yard out that went up when it left his hand early <laughs> in the game. And I was like, can't you, do that. Exactly. You, you, that. you can't possibly have to put air under a ball to go to the sideline that short. Now, if it's like a 25-yard out, yeah, no one drives those on a line. You know, not no one. I mean, Elway does. Josh Allen does. But most guys don't. That ball went high when it left his hand. And I looked at him, I go, oh. And the guy was like on his hip. I think it was um, Eli Apple who was kind of on his hip, and he gave up the catch, made sure he made the tackle. But – there was he could have had four picks today easy. I the, the way I felt like when when right. Tua pulled up and threw that bomb to Tyreek where he just threw it so quick you knew like it's going to be a touchdown. I kind of feel the opposite way about Magnow where like some of these passes I'm like that's a pick. Like I just anticipating yeah, interceptions because of that. Yeah. All right, yeah, like, I thought the Pharaoh he, he Brown completion Parker, when he threw it I said when Park on that touchdown <laughs> and he just threw it somewhere else. I mean Park was right across the middle. He's open. Yep. Yeah. yeah I I didn't think he was as open as, as as the announcers made him out to be on that. But Hardy made a good point. Yeah, he was. I, 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 I thought it was but there was a guy that was going to tackle him as soon as he caught the ball, and it was going to be short of the first down. But Hardy makes a really good point. That sets up, you know, third and short. So that makes it a little bit, you know, of an easier conversion. Maybe you don't have to kick the field goal there. Fourth and short. I mean, fourth and short. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't think that. I don't think they would have, and I don't think they should have. But you didn't see him, so. Elder, good to hear from you. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. All right, you too. We can all agree whether he was open or not. You can't take a sack there. There's plenty of time to throw the ball. <laughs> right. right. Like take that take that completion on the cross and maybe your guy breaks a tackle. Yeah. Like why you would take a sack there. It was almost like I, I thought the other sack there was a Bradley Chubb sack that I think it go, it's gonna go to Trent Brown, but I think Trent Brown kind of thought, Oh, he, he must have thrown the ball by now and he kinda <laughs> let him go. Uh Matthew has an email for us. Juju is a Joe joke. Uh, he has no business standing over the Dolphins' safety like that. He had been laughably bad and de- deserves to be cut merely for that play. Did he stand over the safety after the touchdown? No, over the, uh, no, a- the after hit. the hit. After he hit he got unsportsmanlike. Oh. See, that's I think that's part of the the reason that people think the official was so bad. I think people think he got flagged for a hit. He didn't. He got flagged for for standing over him after the right on the, when he was right. on the ground on the probably the concussed. Right, right, right. Uh, he can barely get on the field and only play because of two injuries to Bourne and Parker. Is he one of the worst signings of the Pulse Brady era? Uh, I standing over him for a split second, and look, you watch it in real time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's not as blatant. As, it's I a mean, second. Yeah, right. But he did not get flagged for that hit. Yeah. No. I want to reiterate that. No, it's right. And it's, it looks worse when it's in slow motion because it seems like he kind of flexes for a second. But it's yeah, it seems bad right there. But, I mean, he just kind of looks Okay, down. but let, let's just say for argument's sake it shouldn't have been an unsportsmanlike conduct. What did that have to do with the game? Like that, game's it's old. just more fodder for someone who doesn't like Juju. Well, yeah. and, and well, not just Juju, but the the, the referees cost. We had the email, and I, I I am looking people on on Twitter. Like I, evidently, there was a lot of questions asked about the Parker hit. Like my God, like what are we doing? Like maybe get more than two hundred yards of offense, and you can have a find maybe find a way to win. <laughs> uh, Mad Chad in the ATL three ninety to two eighteen, <sighs> and you're talking about. Practice. Refs. <laughs> um, 
try to win more from Jan and Atlanta. But we are so glad they were able to get that win against Buffalo, though. Hopefully they can win a few more to make the draft pick even worse. Terrible coaching, terrible decisions made by Mac. We'll have plenty of time all game. But, hey, let's continue to try and win as many as possible. Uh, well, that's... well, I'll tell you. The way it's looking right now with some of the wins and losses today, you're, you're right in the mix. Yeah, it's, it's still right there. Let's go out oh, to Cal- draft pick-wise. Yeah. yeah. Let's go out to California. We'll talk to James. Hi, James. What's going on? Hey, guys. First thing's taking my call. Uh, you guys make the games worth watching just listening to you guys at the end. Oh, thank you. I wanted you. to say that. And the only thing I got is I don't know if Mac Jones is going to be anything other than what he is, uh, but I do know if we do go for a quarterback next year. Um, I don't want this GM that we have, so that means probably buy to Bill. And if we do keep Mac Jones, that's the only way I want. Like, Bill's stuck with Mac until he's gone, in my opinion. That, he's his problem. And that's all. I'll take it off the air. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I, that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, I don't know exactly. I don't feel definitively about anything yet. Um, but I do wonder if um, – what he just the way he just said that is is accurate well like if you're gonna have a new quarterback you might have to have someone else pick it I, I will say this if if Bill stays I do think there is some odd justice in him not getting any help at the quarterback position other than Mac not because I thought Mac was a bad pick when it happened and in that first year he looked like the best of those five and it looked like you know they either made the right choice or got lucky by having him be the the last one standing when they selected. But since that was the only thing they've done at quarterback since Tom Brady left, I do not give them – don't say Cam Newton. I mean – Don't say Cam Newton. They picked him that year. Yeah, I know. And they they also have been so inept and woefully – what's the word I'm looking for when you do something so poorly at a – it, it, it's almost to the point of criminal uh, negligent, I guess, I in the say, in the area cool. of quarterback that you have Malik Cunningham yeah. listed I, as your backup. I think a couple all of weeks that's ago. fair. Can I just say something really quick here, uh, which is not? I want to stay with this quarterback and coach yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ian Rappaport, Patriots wide receiver Kendrick Bourne was really impressed this season. He has to throw in the yeah. superlatives. Just a kick um, in them. Has an MRI tomorrow to evaluate his knee injury. Based on the initial diagnosis, the hope is it's an MCL injury, but the MRI will tell all. So maybe they so six th- weeks maybe yeah I mean I think season. I think he's probably probably done um, for a while even if it's an MCL but certainly the better alternative over the ACL yeah this just look yeah this does, like he looks like his leg got caught underneath him there um, so not not great terrible I I I I'd, you know I'd point out too Hardy they haven't really developed Bailey Zappi either no you know? and that's you know, you thought last year you had a, a, another quarterback, maybe not with starter promise, but some promise, and now he is like. What do you have a quarterback making, right now other than Mac Jones? I mean, that's why everyone. You talks got Malik about on the Greer. practice squad. <laughs> they had the release, and they were willing to let anyone else pick him up. Nobody. Bailey Zappi, Bailey Zappi who we've seen a couple of times. I mean, last year he looked okay for a couple of games, but since then, like he doesn't belong even as a backup. <laughs> yep. Can I ask? And no? and Will Greer, I don't. I I couldn't tell you from no. Will Greer. I don't know. You you've yeah. got Mac Jones, and that is. As we are <laughs> finally coming to, to terms with everybody, yeah. not going to get it done. And you have nothing argument. else. I don't, I don't know from Will Greer. That was very friend-like. I like that. <laughs> Can I just ask you guys, and if you yeah. don't think this, I mean, feel free. But, but 
Is there at all any part of you that thinks of that Cleveland and Detroit game from last year with Bailey Zappi and says, what do we have to lose? Like At this point? Just let him start and see. Like Maybe he's just one of those guys that never really looks right in practice, yeah. but he gets in the game and I, I'm something g- happens. I'm getting to now, that point. I'm getting to that point. He was, listen, yeah. he was bad in relief, the two games that he came in off the bench. Yeah. He did not play well. Yeah. No. But is there anything in either one of your minds that says, I don't think he can play. I'm not sure he's the answer, but I wouldn't mind finding out definitively. Well, I think that this is a good time for that question because I think, you know, I was given this Miami game to Mac. I, I mean, at this point, what can you really lose? I mean, I don't think next week, but I think if Mac can't beat Commanders, Colts, you know, at least one of those two, I don't know what Mac you got is to one of those guys too. Like it would be his luck. Like okay, Bailey, we're going to give you the Washington game. Washington's giving up like thirty-eight every week. <laughs> you know, Zappy throws six touchdowns. Although in fairness, the the Dolphins defense today, the Dolphins defense hasn't been good this year. It was missing two of the four starters on on uh, in the secondary, um, including what, what I think was really the glue of the the defense in yep. Javon Holland. Yep. And you couldn't move the ball at all. Um, Same thing all day. This injury looks really bad. I'm just watching red zone. Um, Kirk Cousins, they announced it as an ankle injury, but I think it's an Achilles. Um, he just did not. He, Oh, geez. Yeah, he came out and never, hopping never around. returned. Um, that's that's because they, they won again today, and um, they had a little something going, I think. They back, they back to 500. Uh, we will effort that, and we will let fo- you know. I think they four might four. be foe and foe. Yep, there. There you go. All right. Uh, let's go out to uh, – yeah. Evaluator for an Achilles injury, uh, according to Kevin O'Connell. All right. So that's yeah. There's a lot of lot of like serious injuries in the league this year. I feel. Land of enchantment, Bill in New Mexico, on the Patriots post game. This episode presented by DraftKings. What's going on, Bill? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Listen, I've been a Patriots fan since uh, which song them play for him? Uh, Hardy, do you remember I'm just him? Fed sure. Up with what I'm seeing. And it is the trade deadline. Who can we get rid of and what can we get for him? I'll take the call off the air. Yeah. Where are we trading? Who is that? I, Mac. Uh, oh. uh, listen, I, I, I get the frustration <laughs> with Mac. Um, I just don't think he's a trade candidate. I don't think you trade a quarterback. You're starting quarterback at the trade deadline. No. Like, if you want to trade a backup quarterback at the trade deadline, that's different. Um, but, I, I, you know, who's going to trade you for – who's going to give you anything at the trade deadline for Mac Jones? No. No, I don't, I don't know who would give you anything. And I'm not – this is not necessarily like a shot at Mac Jones, but, like, teams all have their, their quarterbacks. Well, yeah. I, well, they all have their quarterbacks, and wh- why would you give up anything for a uh, backup? Yeah, it's I mean, a, it's like I, he I could, don't know. I suppose if you gave it some thought, like – and I'm watching the Atlanta-Tennessee uh, game a little bit today. Desmond Ritter gets – benched uh, they put Taylor Heineke in so I don't know maybe they do they feel like they have a chance to win a bad division in the NFC South and maybe go with him um and, you know and, and just say Mac could play I don't know I don't does that is that represent like a better I don't, I'm I, I, I know I, it's, it's, it's a stretch it's a stretch and I, I mean and you're asking because most teams right. that are bad have a young guy that they're trying to develop like Carolina like Houston right yeah they're trying to figure out if those guys can play Atlanta has a second-year guy they're not really sure about. He's not a first-round bonus baby in Desmond Ritter, who's been kind of on the verge of getting benched all year and got benched today. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know if they're maybe Cleveland. I, if this Deshaun Watson injury lingers throughout the year, it's just that's fun- a team that could win. Yeah, it's just funny to ask us because I think we have been watching Matt Jones as up close as anybody, and you know we don't really like the amount of unknowns we have about Mac. I feel like for us specifically, it's not very high. But another team might say, "Well, I remember some things I liked about him, and I haven't been watching all that close." And so, but it's just so hard for me to picture a team coveting him being will to willing to give things up to him to feel like they could get him in gear this season to contribute um you know it's a real leap of faith and i gotta tell you just from an entertainment standpoint i don't know if i want them to do that and watch bailey zappy for the rest of the year because i don't know that it will be as you know as 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 star for entertainment as we have been this season, that might be less entertaining. Watching a Billy Zappi led Patriots football offense. I mean, could you hope maybe that that Max starts to play a little better, but they still stay in the range of a draft pick where they can draft a quarterback, and then maybe they get enough good play out of Mac that maybe this off season they could potentially swing him. You know that that makes more sense to me on a level of. You know, we can maybe work with him in the offseason. We'll get him in here. Let's, you know, we're going to turn the page here in New England and we're going to move on to a new quarterback. Let's get him out of the mix. Uh, so I, I could see that, but I, I don't see I don't see him getting traded this, you know, next two days. All right. Step aside here. We want to thank the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Great memories are made in Massachusetts, no matter how you choose to make them. Indoors, outdoors, scenic views, city vibes, solo or family style. Whatever moves you, whatever the season, plan your perfect Massachusetts getaway at visitma.com. More of your phone calls at 855-PATS-500. Emails webradio at patriots.com. As we continue this episode of the Patriots Post Game Show presented by DraftKings. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. By the time this Patriots fan is finished drinking his Pepsi, you'll be 15 seconds closer to game time. Patriots watching. Better with Pepsi. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. A million dollars for picking players? That's a lot of money, DraftKings. You know how many jokes I got to tell to make a million dollars? Probably like a half of one. Take a free shot at a million dollars with DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. By the time this Patriots fan is finished drinking his Pepsi, you'll be 15 seconds closer to game time. Patriots watching. Better with Pepsi. Touchview with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. 
Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes, oh no, replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. View Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, TouchView also offers a built-in PC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. By the time this Patriots fan is finished drinking his Pepsi, you'll be 15 seconds closer to game time. Patriots watching. Better with Pepsi. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. A million dollars for picking players? That's a lot of money, DraftKings. You know how many jokes I got to tell to make a million dollars? Probably like a half of one. Take a free shot at a million dollars with DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. By the time this Patriots fan is finished drinking his Pepsi, you'll be 15 seconds closer to game time. Patriots watching. Better with Pepsi. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes, oh no, replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500. Or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. Bossman Fred Kirsch just now into the studio. Had to eat a glazed donut half first. A, half of one. I saw you eating a donut. Uh, half of I'm like, one. the half, show has half. begun, and some of us are here, and some of us are eating donuts. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. All right, back at it here, Patriots Post Game. This episode of the Patriots Post Game Show is presented by DraftKings. Back to your phones here at 855 Pats 500. Rodrigo in Brazil. Rodrigo, thanks for joining us. What do you got? Oh, got that's nothing. For you, Fred Kirsch. Hope you're listening. Hope you enjoyed that. Kyle in Colorado. Kyle! Kyle. What's going on? What's up, boys? How are we doing? Hey, Kyle. 
Hello? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Hey, uh, quick thing here. Why do we, maybe you guys can explain this to me. Why do we want to be, or what does the fan base want us to be the Jets so bad, drafting a new quarterback every single year until it pans out, which it clearly hasn't done it for him. Okay. So let me just, let me just break. stop you for a second and, uh, and, and we can, because this is great. I, I, and I'm being dead serious here. It's Kyle. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the quarterback thing I do, I find fascinating. I spend a lot of time thinking about this. That's why I, yeah. I, I, I so what, what, what would you say we, you would rather do just out of curiosity? Cause I'm not sure what I want to do. I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm not sure what I want to do yet, but I know if I was the jets, I would have decided when the jets decided that Sam Darnold couldn't play. And when I, and if I was the jets, I would have decided at the same time that Zach Wilson couldn't play. Yeah. So, I don't know exactly what what you know, Kyle. What what do you what would you rather see the Patriots do right now? Well, this is going to be controversial because I know that we started out with the hardest schedule of this season. You know, brand new year with uh, Billy O as offensive coordinator, and I still think that Mac Jones is probably the smartest, not the most talented or anything, but the smartest quarterback in that division. I know Josh Allen's like. Have you ever seen athletic. anything from Mac Jones that would indicate that he's a really cerebral quarterback? Because he, he's thrown the same pick about 100 times. Second time today I've heard this. He ain't this. got time. He, he ain't got no time, time to, to not throw the ball across the field? <laughs> it, well, you know, if you're being chased 99% okay, so of the time. What, what it sounds like, and again, I'm not sure exactly what I would do because I think you're kind of stuck. But it sounds like you want to be the Cincinnati Bengals, not the New York Jets. The Cincinnati Bengals said, no, 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 no. We got Sam Don- uh, Andy Dalton. He can be fine. And then, you know, seven years later, you find out we didn't have the guy all along. That's well, like that's what it sounds like. I don't want to hear about like the protection. The protection wasn't a huge problem today. It really wasn't. He makes it a problem. Well, he holds the, the he holds the ball too long and he looks at the rush. Give them respect. What? The Dolphins are a good team and they have to give them. But they have a terrible defense respect. and they were missing their key players today on defense. And their defense has been getting shredded all year. I just—I thought they just got back their cornerback number one. No, they lost their cornerback number one, Xavier Howard, and they lost their safety, who's the the glue of their their whole defense, and Javon Holland. Yeah, they got Ramsey back, but they were missing two of the four starters in the secondary. And you could throw—what did you throw for? Like 150 yards? Like you have to be better than that. Yeah, I'm, uh, Kyle, I'm sorry. I I also can't get on board with this whole cerebral Mac thing. I see him you know, making too many decisions or not seeing things that are in front of him on the field. And I know he doesn't have the weapons, but to say that he's so much smarter than the other quarterbacks in the division, okay, Zach Wilson, fine. But Josh Allen, Tua, Tua at least knows to throw it in the back of the end zone to Tyreek Hill once he sees J.C. Jackson take a step toward the line of scrimmage. I mean, to me, how cerebral do you need to be? I don't need you out there, you know, uh, reworking the theory of relativity. Just see what's on the field in front of you, and it seems like a lot of times Mac doesn't see that. Okay, thanks, Kyle. All right. Well, yeah, and, well, and and with I, Kyle's point, like, in, I I want to yeah, like yeah. we should I'd probably like talk about in. this. I'd like to jump in. Um, I, like I don't think Kyle's wrong. Like I'm not attacking like um you know the the viewpoint. I think it's hard, and I I think it's it's a balance where you're trying to figure out at what point do we know we need to sort of make a you know yeah. a change. I, I mean, and I don't yeah. know that you you're there yet. No, I don't. I, I mean, you you brought up some good good points. I mean, and I think you know, I think what you were kind of hitting at was was right. You know, was that the Dolphin, the, the, the Jets were in a, a position where it was kind of obvious that they had to take a, a quarterback. But you know, I I just hope that the Patriots 
or the Jets would have been smarter to know Zach Wilson isn't going to be the guy. You know, and it's so hard to know when it's groupthink and everybody has their quarterback rankings and you have this guy and, oh, he's a top five pick and look what he did last year. You know, that, and that's what scares me. And, you know, by the same token, it's like, you know, the Bengals had a couple good years with Andy Dalton. And it's, they did. You know, they, they made, made the playoffs you know, three years some, in a row. So, this you know, is what I'm saying. Like, so there's enough evidence there. But Mac isn't to that point yet. You know, I'd like to see him get to that point, And then it would be easier to be on that side of things. But it's just – it's it's what, I, what I'm terrified of is going back into the draft and you're picking seventh or eighth. And, you know, I don't know the whole draft class right now. But you, if you don't get May or Williams and, you know, or Penix – you know, who's that fourth guy? No, but, so, but you know my, what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what scares me. I don't want to just take a quarterback just because it has a Q and a B in front of his name. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I want to take a quarterback that I've evaluated that yeah. I like. But to that point, like, I don't want to – like, everybody says, like, it's such a crapshoot. I don't want to pick the next bust either. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, it, like the, the problem the Jets had isn't because they moved on from Sam Darnold. It's because they picked Zach Wilson. Yeah. They just as easily could have picked somebody else. You know, and and maybe been maybe he would have been better, or maybe it's a different year and there's more guys that that pan out. Right now, it looks like that that draft looks one for five right now. Mm-hmm. I think everybody would be happy with Trevor Lawrence. I'm not sure anybody's happy with any of the other guys. Right. Um, by the way, Kirk Cousins torn Achilles. It's official. Yeah, that was uh, breaking. No, he's so. not getting traded. No. Um, but th- this whole thing about Mac being you know cerebral. It it, it kind of smacks of this Tom Brady holdover hold mentality where that's what you have to hang your hat on because, mm-hmm. well, Brady, you know, couldn't run and he didn't have the strongest arm probably any year he played in the league, uh, but he was without a doubt uh, the smartest, maybe the smartest quarterback to ever play the game in terms of how he saw the field and how he utilized the, the weapons that he had. So now it's almost like Patriots say, well, this, you know, this is what we do here. This We just get the really smart guy. And I, I don't even push back on it until I hear, like, well, he's certainly the best within the division. Well, I, maybe he is, but Josh Allen is so much better at throwing and running but and I don't, stronger like, than I would it? take I've never, that. I've never seen anything from Tua or Josh Allen that would lead me to believe that they're not smart quarterbacks. Yeah. But even if you did – I would still take their talent over no, the amount no, of intelligence I, no, I, I, I that totally, Mac Jones yeah, brings I, to the table. I, I totally get your larger point, but I think Josh Allen makes mistakes of aggression. He tries to do too much. He's not stupid. He tries to because he's so good. He tries to trust his talent too much. Tua is definitely not a, a dumb quarterback. I mean, he's throwing his spots on the field. No one's even there, and then all some of, of the plays he made today were really good. Play, like cerebral plays. Um, I wonder if um, smart, not dumb, <laughs> like, like everyone says. says. I, I just think this Max Smart thing is a leftover from when he came out in the draft, kind of to Hardy's point. Smart. But he keeps making the same mistakes. He keeps making stupid mistakes. He's making stupid throws. He's I throwing it he's, to the other team way too much. I think he's much. an error repeater, right? Like that's to uh, me. That's I the evidence. I suppose you could say, well, you're not being consistent because Josh Allen's an error repeater, but he's an error repeater uh, not with the same play. It's he consistently tries to do too much. He mm-hmm. tries to put the team on his back too often. Now, now at times he does do that, and it, he makes those plays too, though. More often than not, yeah. he does that. Yeah. When he gets in, when they lose, it's because he usually tries to do too much. Uh, let's go to Will and Pencil. Oh my God, that is wow. three for what a day can, Fred Kirsch is having. Can you, ima- can you what imagine a day? Can you imagine how many points if if 
Mac Jones was the quarterback of the Bills last week, how many points the Bills would have lost that game by? <laughs> Probably a substantial amount of points. Yeah. Uh, David in New York. Hi, David. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Hey, David. Uh, so if you'll allow me to rant a little bit here, I have to ask, why is this fan base so afraid of taking a quarterback because the Jets drafted a couple of busts? Right. That, and that's uh, you know that's about, great you know, Great to continue the conversation. That's exactly how I, I, I feel. I think it's but, it's really hard. It's a hard choice. Like, you notice how they only name the Jets. It's, and when it's worked for the Jaguars, the Bills, the Chiefs, you know, the Bengals. Oh, like, God. It's worked for New York. It's worked for a lot of teams. And there are other teams like Kansas City is a, is a great example. Kansas City was – a, a, a very good football team with Alex Smith winning 10, 11, 12 games. But they knew they had a guy that wasn't going to be good enough to win it all. And they got aggressive and traded up dramatically in the first round and took Mahomes. Now, if, if, if Mahomes is the next Trey Lance, then everybody's killing them for it. Yeah, That was a ballsy move. You know, you look at it now and you say, no, you know what about Mahomes? People weren't talking about Mahomes like that when he was coming out. To that point, point, Mahomes wasn't even considered the best quarterback in his class. No. At the time. Right. Well, I I bet, you know, they traded up for him when they didn't really need him, you know? Like, and so they had it. That's my point because they they had a guy that they didn't think was good enough. That guy who wasn't good enough is a lot better than your guy has played. Yeah. Right? Yes. Uh, David, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, email here from Kevin in South Carolina. Uh, thank you, Paul, for calling out the dangerous plays that were missed in today's game. Player safety ensures our investment in the players we love. <laughs> I encourage Mr. Graf to consider cajoling for a concussion official to be added to the replay center for each game in New Jersey. Oh God! If a concussion possible play is spotted, the white hat could stop the game for a player welfare check slash review. The fans would hate the slowdown, but I reckon TV could sell that sponsorship <laughs> they around already, the league. They already have that. Actually doing something to address the concussion crisis in the game. Yeah, they already have that. There's an independent neurologist whose job it is is to stop play. The spotter, yeah. If, if he spots a, a, a questionable play. Now, today, the guy stayed down. I think Brandon Jones stayed down when he had that play that at the end of the game. Devontae Parker absolutely stayed down when he got hit. Um, I didn't really notice any other possible concussions that I can think of, but maybe they were. Yeah, There was, like, helmet-to-helmet. Listen, it's part of the game. There's helmet-to-helmet hits. I go to these games on Friday nights. I watch my son play, and it's it's disconcerting. Yeah. It's it's troubling to watch, like, because there's a lot of helmet contact. Um, Stefan in uh, Germany says, the negative highlight surely will be the abysmal perf- abysmal performance of the refs. Uh, they definitely they definitely no i'm gonna read this and then you can comment i said mike oh mike comment they they definitely affected the outcome of the game if the patriots were good enough to win uh well i doubt it but the refs and their ridiculous decisions helped to put the game out of their reach another takeaway is that mac jones needs prescription glasses or lasik eye surgery doesn't seem to see open receivers keeps throwing into double and triple coverage and uh, but, but, but well on to Washington. I'll tell you, I'll, you Stephon. know what? I was trying to think of calls that I thought were controversial. Yeah. Um, it didn't matter because the Patriots didn't recover the fumble. But I, I do think there was an argument to be made that forward progress. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Like they called forward progress. He was going backwards when the ball got punched out. 
But, I mean, I've seen those. He was still up, yeah. and the whistle hadn't blown until the ball was already out. But Cedric Wilson recovered the ball. I'm not really sure how that changes the outcome of the game. But I don't – I mean, know. he's saying it would have changed the outcome of the game, but it like could have the Patriots could have almost been back in the game. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm the, I'm the worst person for this kind of stuff because I really – I just – I think the refs, they make good calls, they make bad calls. In, in the long run, it all empties. I never really spent too much time 14. going crazy. Okay, maybe they lose by seven. <laughs> they lost by 14, and the other team had the ball inside the 10 when the game ended. Okay. Um, Dan and Lynchburg. People are going to be talking about this, too, now that Kirk Cousins is official. Even though Minnesota won and moved to 4-4. Four and four, Mac Jones to Minnesota. Mac Jones to Minnesota. Would it make sense for the Vikings? They have no post-Cousins plan in place. Nick Mullins is currently the number two. Mac plays a similar style to Kirk. And they could still push for the playoffs with competent quarterback play in the wide open NFC North. How dare you, wide open NFC North? I, was gonna say, I don't think the <laughs> NFC North is wide open. It's yeah. not. It's not wide open. The Lions are the, the NFC the, South. They're is roaring wide, all over. Is the wide open. Right. I don't think Mac is the answer for New England. And at two and six, it's time to sell. Pats need to build for next year, and no opportunity to get va- no better opportunity to get value. For Mac, that part might actually, I don't know, have some merit, but that's Dan and Lynchburg. What do you think? Vikings picking up the phone asking about Mac Jones? I mean, they might be the only team you could actually get that's, something out of. I think that's a – I, I threw Atlanta out. I think yeah. that that would you know, just, possibly be in play, a 4-4 four and four team. But what does it realistically say about the Patriots if everything we've come to know about how they feel about their current back quarterback situation, that they're willing to send Mac Jones and then just, what, they're going to – play with Bailey Zappi like that. I, I didn't say I thought there was any chance it was going to happen. I'm just saying that that's a team. I think the email well, from, from, D- oh, from Minnesota. Right. Yeah, from Minnesota's perspective, yeah, I, I, I can I can see I can it a little bit. I myself into that. If you're saying you that Mullins, he's going to pick yeah. it up and he's You gonna, make the trade Tuesday. You let Mullins play a couple of games, and then if this guy is any good, maybe he could pick the system yeah. up. And I, I do think this good point that Dan makes, it's just kind of like he's I, he's Kirk Cousins light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adjacent. I, I just what's what's the Patriots message the though? Say? Like you know, then it's like they just they just they don't care how much they don't like Zappy. They just want to get Mac out of the building now and, and and come what may, playing their backup quarterback that that they apparently yeah. don't even really have any use for. I, I think you're right. I don't think that's much of a chance of that happening. Uh, Neil in New Brunswick, there is no path to the playoffs. Okay. What is the reason to keep Bill for the rest of the season? He can't be here next year. The franchi- franchise needs a total demolition and rebuild. If the answer is to be kind to Bill, I'll accept that answer. However, I'll push back and say, are you really being kind, making him go down with this ship that he built himself? That's uh, Neil in New Brunswick. I, I don't think they're getting rid of Bill uh, midseason anymore. I thought maybe it was a, there was a chance if you went to 1-7, but I do think they'll find a way to win a couple more games here, and you'll find yourself – um, you know, with with uh, enough to look at uh, here and there to where they th- their hand won't be forced. But I also have no reason to believe one way or the other at this point that he won't be back next year. I really I I don't know what to make of it. You know, the report about his contract, maybe it's nothing. And maybe it has nothing to do with just more of the same, which is kind of a handshake it's year to year oh sure we'll have you on the books but really we're talking about year to year unless they can def- they can convince themselves that they have a better and long-term uh coach ready to go to step in i i don't know i'm so- 
That win last week was enough to make me think that maybe they give Bill another year after this one. It, but how, how could how? how? So with a like, couple more wins like that, like the oh, okay. Now that's different. If they if, you know, like they what, they have nine games left, eleven wins on the table. I just texted that to Fred. <laughs> eleven and six is still in play. Um, if they get if it, they get the majority, if they it, win it, the majority of their games going out and they finish five and four, that puts them at seven and ten on the season. Yeah, I think he could be gone there if that go. happens. I think. He's do you think do you could be back mm. at seven and ten? I, I don't know what they're going to do. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think could either way. Yes. But I, I think he'd have to do – I mean, I think, my my you know, my opinion, he has to do a lot more than that to come back. Okay. Okay. Like 7 and 10, I don't think he's going to get it done. You're going the wrong way. Um, How about Pat and Agawam? Cousin Patty, what do you got for us, buddy? What's up, guys? I, you stole my thunder. I was going to say 11 and 6 is still in play. All right. <laughs> there is a pass to the playoffs. There you go. So, uh, Paul, I'll tell you what I would like to do or kind of what I would like to see, what direction I'd like to see him go. I'm not really crazy about any of the top quarterbacks this year. Like, I, I do like Penix, but he's, he's, he's had two um, ACLs, right? So who knows? He's actually the perfect Patriots prospect if you think about it. But um, because of that. But uh, if, if the situation came up, and I don't even know what quarterback this would be, but like, like the Rams were in a couple years ago when they traded for Stafford and gave away Goff, I'm, I think you have to build up the offense in the draft minus the quarterback, and maybe for the next couple of years. Because, I mean, the, the talent efficiency is real, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. The, the, there's an obvious disparity between, especially on offense, what you have and what other teams have in the division and around the league. That That, that is... And you got a bunch Glaringly of, and you got a bunch of free agents too this year. So I mean, there is you know, it's a double-edged sword. On one hand, it's a chance for you to remake the you know the tackle position, to remake the tight end position, to um, you know potentially maybe look at the wide receiver spot too. Um, but you know, it's just I, I agree they need, but I think they need they need a lot everywhere. And they and then you got a lot of young guys too who have been hurt who aren't in now, and so you don't know exactly what those guys will bring. So. I don't know. It's 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 complicated. It's complicated. We'll see. We'll see how these guys play over these next few weeks, and some of the young guys. If that those guys continue to emerge, I think that's the point we're getting to in this season: is play the young guys, find out who we got, you know, give Booty a chance eventually too, and uh, you know, start to start to have an eye towards next year. Uh, how about Lewis in Orlando? Hello, Lewis. Hey, fellas. How are you tonight? Good. How are you doing? Um, hey. Thanks, thanks for having me. I couple things just drove from orlando three hours made to the game with my kid we at least got to see a competitive game and i think that's my one takeaway for, uh from this whole thing um my question you guys regarding mac is it a maturity thing with him because he seems to when things get down he really gets into his feelings he starts moping on the sideline and doesn't really get his head out of the out of this cloudy place that he's in so is it a maturity thing? Because I feel like he's got the talent. Obviously, he's a quarter, uh, NFL-level quarterback, but hmm. is it a maturity thing? And I'll take it offline. Thanks. I, I do think that he makes a good point. I think there are times where his uh, reactions to bad stuff isn't great. Like, I, I use Tua today. Like, I know a lot of people like to use that comparison. And, you know, when I see Tua, I don't see really a lot of comparisons. But Tua threw a horrific pick today where he just got, he got fooled and made a bad play. 
Next what? drive, he went five oh, plays, oh, oh. 75 yards, and threw a bomb for a touchdown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, that's what you have to do. You have to put that in the rearview mirror immediately. Mac doesn't do that very consistently. No. He does not follow bad plays with good ones a lot. So I do think that's probably part of it, but I think the bigger thing is is talent. I don't think he's yeah. I don't think he's as talented as as some do. Um, I don't know the competitive game today. Uh, yeah, he. I mean, it just feels like he's picking up baggage a lot too. Like it just feels like all these losses and the mistakes and you know everything from last year. You, you hope that they could have hit the reset button with him, but it just it doesn't really feel like it. It feels like you know everything that were, were kind of problems last year are still kind of you know, in the back of his mind. And, and when things go wrong, it's just, it's, I, I get what he's saying. I get what he sees with the mistakes and, and, you know, him on the sidelines. It's just, it, 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 I don't think any of the, anyone on the team has that confidence right now when things aren't going right, that they can turn them around and, and start playing well. Claire has, uh, I, I think a good point on the officiating that might. Okay. Uh, th- All right. That you might agree with here. Let's and you too, Paul. Uh, the Pats didn't lose because of the officiating, but I feel the Finns won because of it. Um, no, no. I would, I would <laughs> oh, so you were, you were setting us up. I was he setting was you up setting a little bit. Up. Some frustrating I, calls there. I know they were frustrating, Claire, I, but I don't I think, think the pass loss, I don't think the Dolphins won because of it either. It was like two 30, 40-yard touchdowns. I think it probably had more to do with the fact that the other team had double your yardage. Yeah, that's part of it, too. Uh, quick question. Do you believe this loss has changed anything the Pats may do at the trade deadline, which is, by the way, 4 p.m. on Tuesday? No, no I, I, I still. I mean, I know there's murmurs about maybe Uche going, but he's been hurt. So I, I just, I don't, I, I don't see it. I don't really see it. I'd like to keep Duggar. I mean, I think he was a piece. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with the deadline. I just don't think wins and losses changes it. I just feel generally at this point, you're two and six or three and five. Like they're so hard to same, predict same. too. Like the yeah. real trades that end up happening are never the ones that people are sitting around on Sunday after a loss predicting are going to happen. I mean, that just around the league. Uh, how about Kendall in North Carolina? What's going on, Kendall? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Hey. All right. Um, yeah, appreciate it. Uh, I got a quick. What do we do now? I mean, we're two and six, and with the next month, we got Washington, the Colts, Giants, Chargers, and Steelers within the next month. So, I mean, if we win, uh, worst case, best case scenario, probably going to win eight or nine games. Worst case, you're looking at six or seven. So you're stuck, but now you're gonna be stuck with you're being mid going in 2024, with possibly a mid pick. Hmm. So what do we do then? Do we? I mean, if, if we win six or seven There's games, still a lot of optimism out there. Out of that, um, you're, not, you're not gonna be able to get a top quarterback. Yeah, and then you're gonna be stuck with Mac again. I mean, next year or whatnot. But do you build around? Oh, if you win seven or eight games, then I, I'm all for having Mac back. Sure. I got to be honest with you. Like that's his worst case scenario. Then I'll yeah. take Mac back. That means we're going to win some games. Right. They have two. Right. The problem is you're going to win get... five, five or six more games. I'll, well, uh, then Matt comes back. Commanders, right. Colts, uh, you Giants. Can, you can read them off Chargers all you want. Four, Pittsburgh win. Chiefs <laughs> win prob- probably win probably. No, but Commanders. <laughs> Denver. So if you loot, if you bring it back, <laughs> Denver's laying the wood to Kansas City right now. Yeah. Anomalous. I I mean I hear you. I, like I. I think the most concerning thing is is you get to four wins. You get to four wins. You know right. Max not the guy. You're sitting at seventh overall, and you're saying we're drafting Michael Penix, and he is the answer 100% because that's what the draft says, and that's who's going to be available when we're picking at seven. And you know, for everybody out there who wants a quarterback, you know, I think you get into the real season when you know where you're going to pick, you know what the names are, and you can put a name to the claim. It's you know, it's easy to say right now they got to draft a quarterback, and I think that's just like the point I get to is like that's fine. But who is the quarterback? And because it's not going to be Caleb Williams or Drake May, you know, like right. So get on board with that next guy. And if you want to call up and say that next guy is 
is the answer, and thank God we missed out on those guys because right. I'm only know? interested in taking the quarterback if I get in position to take the quarterback. I know that sounds silly, <laughs> you know. Um, it's like Wiggy, you know, the key to finding a good chicken parm is to find a place that makes a good chicken parm. <laughs> He's not right? wrong. You can't, I can't argue no, with that. No, no. but. Like, if, if the caller's right, like, now I think he's way high on both ends. Like, you know, we're probably looking at an eight or nine win season, best case, or six, seven or eight, you know, worst case, six or seven worst case. Oh, I think there's a lot different worst case. I think case. there's a three or four worst I don't case. Think the, I don't think the best case is that high, and I think the worst case could be a lot worse. Like, you, you can rattle off the games all you want, Washington, Indy, Giants, Chargers. What does that smell like to you, Mike? Because to me it smells like – Two and two if you play well. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. If you play Maybe. well, two Maybe. and two. Let's do this. Instead of all this talk about the quarterback and Mac, let's hear from Mac. Oh, nice. Uh, let's hear from Mac Jones, your quarterback for your New England Patriots after the loss today to the Dolphins in Miami. Here he is. I think our tempo plays are good and something we can expand on as an offense. And um, But like I said, you don't want to be in that position. It's hard for everybody and hard for the defense. You know, we, we go three and out and they have to go back out there against the great offense. So want to just have longer drives and have explosive plays and, and throw the ball downfield and all that stuff and um, there's opportunities and we just have to watch the film and, and see what we can do. Yeah it's it's uh, not the record we want. Um, I have to really just review the game film, be where my feet are and um, see what I can do better as a quarterback and I know everybody else will do that or try to do that and um, it's hard right you don't want to be here um, you, know, you don't want to be in this position, but at the end of the day, we're playing football, and we got to go out there and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, KB's a great teammate, a great friend of mine, and does a great job coming to work every day and staying positive. Um, and I have a lot of love for KB. I hope he's okay. I didn't see him in there, but um, you know, I, I really do. You know, off the field, right? He's one of my best friends, honestly. So. Um, I have a lot of respect for him and his family and everybody, so um, hope he hope he's okay. What was the biggest reason for the lack of offensive rhythm? You guys had the two nice TD drives, obviously the one in the fourth quarter, but you yeah. guys had like 70 total yards outside of those two drives. What was the biggest yeah. reason for that lack of rhythm? Um, I have to just look at the tape. Uh, the de- Like I said, we played against a good defense, and it took some things away, but I feel like if we just executed, I executed a little better, then maybe it's a different story. So I have to watch the tape um, and, and look at it, right? That's the only way you can do it. See the see the defense. See what they did. You know what did you see at the time and all that stuff. Mac on the third down drive near the red zone, it looked like it was a slant flat kind of to Devon Andre. What did you see on that play? What play? I think it was like in the red zone. I believe it was after the fumble to Tua early on in the second half. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure what play you're talking about. Sorry. Yeah, I have to watch. I I know we you know we had it right there, and then it was kind of like third and long again, right in the red zone. So don't want to force anything in those situations and. Obviously, you want to get points, right? You want to score touchdowns. So I'll have to look at it um, and see. But at the end of the day, if you know, we don't turn the ball over there and get to three points, we get to three points. It is what it is. But I want to score touchdowns for sure. Yeah, definitely tough. Had a lot of injuries and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, we got to fight together and figure it out. So um, got to make sure those guys are OK. I hope they're OK. And, like I said, I have a lot of respect for DP and KB. They're two of my close friends, and um, you know I hope they're okay. Did you did you have an immediate reaction of how there was no flag on the Parker hit? Yeah, I mean it's football and it's bang bang play, but 
you know, I hate, I hate seeing that when you're the quarterback, right? It's, it's the worst feeling in the world. So um, can't put a, someone in that position. And yeah, I feel like it's tough, tough bang, bang play. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the big things that they do well, and it's it's easy to do with the scheme. But then when you have really good players as well, you get both. So they got both over there, and like I said, it's a good football team with a lot of talent everywhere. Um, really, veteran guys who play a lot of football. So respect to them. They, you know, had our card today. Uh, I'm not really focused on that, just trying to, like I said, watch the tape and um, see where we have to go. And the direction is always, you know, comes from the leaders of the of the team, and um, that's very important. I think, you know, Coach Belichick's going to do everything he can to, you know, keep us motivated. And like I said, we don't want to be in this position, but so what, now what, you know? Um, it's tough. Thanks. There he is. There's your quarterback after the game, the uh, 31-17 loss to the Dolphins in Miami. Um, any thoughts on what Mac had to say there? There was the one play he said he had to go back and watch. He wasn't sure about the play you were talking about on the third down. And the, I think that's the play, right? Well, that was the play that we talked Parker about. Crosser? Yes, the one where and – and look, I, like Mac, have not watched the tape. So I How will watch the tape. But watching it a couple of times on the TV <laughs> set, it appeared – that he missed an open guy across the middle that would have gotten him very close to a first down, and uh, yeah. instead you settle for three in a game where you're already trailing 17 to seven, and it's kind of over after that. It's you know you keep it a, a you keep it a touchdown game, and the the well the uh, the Dolphins go down and go up 24-10 after that, and that, that's it. That's 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 game over. Going into okay. the fourth quarter, two I touchdowns. Hold I want to hold it. on for a second. Here, here okay. he comes. Yep. Right up my alley. So, with 26 seconds left in the first half, the Patriots had three timeouts and got the ball on their own 25, and they took a knee. Okay. Uh-huh. San Francisco just forced a fumble inside their five yard line with 26 seconds left in the half and threw about a 35 yard seam route down the middle for you know, for a completion. But whether it was complete or not, whether they get points or not, yep. I think the the contrast is striking. Yeah. Yes. Three timeouts. Uh, it's Brock Purdy as your quarterback, not, you know, Joe Burrow. Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. I, I, just, I, I thought it was something that I didn't hate it. I asked you guys at the time what you have thought. And, Mike, I think you kind of didn't feel like they were playing great offensively. But he threw yeah. it from inside his five out to the, the 39-yard line. You know, and now look, there's 19 seconds left in the half. You know, probably still long odds here to get points. But he's trying. Well, put it this way, he's trying Paul, to get points. I was so convinced they weren't going to do anything. I left the room to use the potty, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. The, I don't think you were here when I, I asked. I Mike walked that out. I'm like, they're not going right. to do anything. Yeah. They're not going to. They're, they're gonna, not going to. They're not going to run a play. Didn't matter. Three timeouts doesn't matter. And Mike made the point that he probably didn't like the way the offense was looking at the time, and rather than risk another I, turnover. Yeah, I mean, and, but I think there's a difference between like you know what would we do or what do we think is the right, and what does it say about them that that's what they did. And I think that we used to feel like that team, and, and granted, we know w- what the differences were in, in you know decades gone by. 
that they had some kind of belief and and still like you know we can pull things out here we and, and it's just i think paul what, what we're kind of getting at here is that it just doesn't feel like even they believe right now in themselves yeah, and they and they, and they kind of wave the white point. flag you know whenever it's like oh you know if you want to try really just try something here and go for it and be a little bit aggressive at least on offense it just it doesn't seem like they've got the appetite for it and it also coming coming off mistakes it almost feels a little bit like you haven't earned the chance for it. You know, it almost feels like punishment. Yeah, a they had just bit. thrown the like, pick. We're not going to let you go. Mac had go just thrown this. the pick on the yeah. previous play, and I think you made that point uh, live yeah. when we said it. And, and, and I mean, right or wrong is is a debate we can have. I just think it shows you know where they're at right now, and that hey, they not hey, they don't even really think here they like, are yeah. now into Cincinnati territory. Um. Oh, they didn't have any timeouts left, so they're probably going to run out of time. They're going to run out of time. Okay. But they got it across the 50. But they got out to the 45 from their own, I, I want to say, their own five-yard line. Yeah. And um, they only had one timeout, evidently. Also, more uh, more uh, ammunition for Paul. If you're circling a win on the uh, on the calendar uh, against the Broncos, they just forced a fumble. No, I'm not. I'm not. Circling any wins. No, I'm saying if for, for Patriots fans oh, who are circling the Broncos as a win, uh, they are up against the Chiefs right now, and the Chiefs knocking on the door of the red zone in the waning moments of the first half, and the Broncos just forced to fumble. So uh, I would also say like they will go into the locker room with the lead at the halftime. It looks like they're against the Chiefs. With regard to that, right, the whole you know Denver thing. Yeah. Let's say for argument's sake, the Patriots play roughly 500 ball, like five and four. Sure. Right. What do you think the uh, you think the intensity level is going to be on Christmas Eve night <laughs> oh. for us on the pregame show? In, oh, I can in, no, I can in, already in tell Den, you. In, Den, in Denver, <laughs> these guys are going to be playing out the string, and like, and that's five and four. That means you have to start playing a lot better than you are right yeah, now. Yeah. All right, three phone calls in four minutes. Can we do it? Yes, we can. Mandel in California, you're up first. What's up, buddy? Oh my goodness, I finally made it on. How are you guys doing? Uh, I'll make this very quick. You did um, it. Do you guys think the uh, short pass game, the screen passes, the bubble passes, all of that stuff is a result of them not trusting Matt Jones to make big decisions? I mean, nope. obviously, it's no. been um, it's been showing up his uh, interceptions, throwing horrible, horrible passes across the field. But yeah, that's all I have for you guys. I just wanted to ask you guys that question. I th- I think it's their the, the downfield weapons don't exist. Yeah, that. I mean, I just think they're. But looking I do for think they have to start effective. throwing the ball yeah. downfield. I think that I made this comment during the week, Deuce. I think the way Buffalo plays off all the time, and then you're missing some really key guys like Milano yeah. who make those tackles, um, played right into the way the Patriots yeah. want to play offense. I think a lot of these other teams, Miami was much more aggressive defensively today than they normally are. All right, uh, Michelle in South Carolina. Hi, Michelle. How's Jill doing, by the way? It's a challenge. Uh, finally got her out of the hospital today. Good. Okay, that's so good news. She's, do- she's doing okay. All right, good. Uh, thank you. Um, so, um, the third and long, what the hell? I don't know. I don't understand how we cannot stop a third and 15. Um, I, I Always. I don't understand it. Also, um it feels like in the second half that the play calling gets a little iffy to me. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. Well, I'll tell you the first things first, Michelle. They they did actually prevent them from converting on some of those third and longs. The problem was they allowed them to convert on fourth down on the next play. Right. Yeah. Big chunks on third. Uh, so, like yeah, you, you, you look at them and they're five for fourteen on third down, but three for three on fourth down. So that's really eight. 
for 17. Right. Uh, well, I'm sorry, 8 for 14 yeah. on, on third down conversions because those were the same possessions that continued. Yeah. Yes. But much like the Patriots, yeah, they got stopped in a third down, but they scored a touchdown right. on the fourth down right after. You it's know? one of those ones where, oh, they were great on third down, but, yeah, when it's third and 16 and you give up 15 and right. then they convert, not, not, not as great as the numbers make it look. And I, it, yeah. And red zone sucks, too. Yeah. All right. Well, the problem with the red zone is they don't get there. Michelle, thanks for the call. Final call goes to uh, Bill in San Diego. What's up, Bill? Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Okay. Hey, Bill. I'm glad. Thank you for getting me on. Um, I wanted to say about the draft, um, I would rather the Pats stock up on um, on weapons, receiver in the first round, uh, the best tackle available in the second, maybe double for the receiver. Instead of getting a quarterback, and the reason I say that is because I feel if they got a quarterback, the new quarterback would be stuck with the same weapons, the same line, and then he would be back to square one. And at least if Max stinks after next year, then whoever they brought as a quarterback the following year would have the weapons from year four with a year of experience on the team. Not bad. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what the right way to go about it is. I mean, other other teams have gotten new quarterbacks, and then in their second year, that's when they tend to surround them with the weapons. But it, if you can get the weapons first, fine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if I, I don't, don't have if I don't have the weapons, then I think I might need a better quarterback. That's yeah. my point. I just I, I think the bottom line is you got to hit. Right. You got to hit. You got to get a star. And I don't care what position he's going to be at, but you get a top ten pick next year, you have to draft a star. Yeah, if you don't, if you're not in a position to take a quarterback, and you you come away with a, a difference making skill position player, I'm all for it. All right, final thoughts uh, from you, Mike Dussel. Uh I don't know. Commanders coming up this weekend. I'm not sure what the frame of mind of the team is, is going to be this week. How much you know we're still pulling hard. Um, you know, I just to be honest, I'm kind of sick of some of the the uh, we just got to go back and work harder and you know like we've just been hearing it on and off this is a two and six team this is uncharted territory for you know me as far as like this job and you know covering a team like this so uh we'll see we'll see what kind of energy they're able to muster up next week and then and then they're on to germany too so it's you know just a really interesting couple of weeks couple opponents that you know in theory you could probably talk yourself into them being competitive against and i'm curious if they are going to be competitive against them or if you know all these injuries and everything is just going to kind of spiral and and this team's going to be done paul um i i largely agree with deuce i just the they're just lacking on offense. I, I, you know, maybe it's not all Mac Jones's fault, but they they are missing pieces at all three levels: protection, receiver, and quarterback. The only thing I feel reasonably good about because I've seen the success is the running backs. Them, you know, Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott can run the ball if they get the opportunity to. I'm not sure that I feel really good about um, any other aspect of offense. And now with the injuries piling up, I, I you know, I think Bourne will be out for a while. I think he's been your most consistent player, it could get worse. And I, I do think Washington is one of those teams that when they play well, they score. I, don't, I think you could score on them, but if but I don't want to get in a shootout with anybody right now. No. Well, I don't know that you'll have a shootout next week against the Commanders here at Gillette Stadium, but we'll be here starting at 1045 for the pregame as the Patriots host the Commanders in Week 9. Until then, your final score for the final time, Patriots 17 Dolphins 31, thank you for listening and watching. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. 
Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.